Welcome to the MindShift Podcast, everyone. My name is Michael Panyora, and today I want to help you understand that sometimes in life, all you need to do is to know where you're going, even if the destination isn't clear. So, I want to start by taking you back in time for a moment. On June 24th, 2016, the UK woke up to the results of a vote that would see it separate from the EU. London was grieving, but I was celebrating. Celebrating the fact that I was about to take control of my life again. For while people were desperately holding on to their breath, both afraid and uncertain of the future, I was finally exhaling after holding my breath for six months and living in the past in a job I hated. When I got to the office that morning, I walked into my boss's office and resigned. I don't need to go into the detail as to why I decided to quit or why I was so unhappy. None of that matters. And in truth, it wasn't anything serious either. The short version is that I had taken a new role working for a company that was old-fashioned, didn't believe in equality and diversity, and where senior managers behaved in a dictatorial and autocratic manner. I had spent the last 20 years finding out who I really was, discovering my true self, and learning from trial and error how to be successful in life, both business and personal. And in six months being at this company, I had allowed this company to strip me of all of that. And I say aloud because each and every one of us makes the decision to allow someone to treat us in the way we allow them to. Now, working in a field that has had its foundations rooted in the beliefs that we have the power and the control to take hold of our lives and make changes when we are not content with certain aspects of it, I slowly found myself sinking into a darkness where I no longer knew who I was and what control I had within myself. And it wasn't until I came home the night I voted that I suddenly realized that just as I had the power to be part of a national decision to try and affect the results with my vote, I could do the same with my own life. I had a say in this vote, and as such, I had a say in my own life. No, I had all the say in my own life. And you too, listening to this right now, need to be aware that you have a say in your own life. You are not controlled by someone or something to tell you how to live your life. No one has the right to tell you how you should behave or that your behavior is not fit for the culture. We spend so much of our lives wanting to be liked that we forget what it is we even want people to like about us. I remember placing my vote in the ballot box and walking out of that community center polling station. And I remember thinking to myself, whatever happens tonight, I know I voted and I gave my say. No one is going to take my rights away from me. And in that moment, I was suddenly hit with the childhood memory. I was 11 years old, and I was in the sixth grade. My teacher was Mrs. Rose Zampino. 
She was a tall woman, short black hair, no longer than the nape of the neck. She wore glasses, and I can still remember that she always wore these beautiful box-pleated skirts. My favorite one was a black and white flowered skirt. Now, if that wasn't the first time I was gay, I don't know what was. But anyway, we were going out uh, over our reading homework, and Ms. Zampino had asked us to underline words that we were not sure of their meaning and find their definitions in a dictionary. We went through the words uh, as she has asked us to shout out some of the words that we found. And after about five minutes of this, Ms. Zampino called on me. Michael, did you find any words? The whole class turned to look at me as I was seated right at the back of the class. I scanned the list of words I had found the night before and slowly found one which I had written down. Conformity, I responded to the teacher. Good one, Michael. And did you look it up? She asked me. I shook my head, indicating no. Okay, let's all look it up together. The teacher went to grab her dictionary and started flipping through the pages to find a word. Some others in the class also started to do the same. What the teacher didn't realize was that I had found the definition and secretly did not want to disclose it. The night before, I had looked up the definition of the word conformity in the dictionary. And when I did, I had stared at it for ages. Behavior that is the same as the behavior of most other people in a society or group was in the Webster's Dictionary. The fact or state of agreeing with or obeying something was another definition. As I looked at those words, all I could think was that I did not like what I saw. Conformity was not a good thing in my 11-year-old head. As the teacher started reading out the definition and explaining it further, the class started to ask questions for examples. And as the teacher started to share those examples, everyone started to get excited that conformity was sometimes important, like to obey the rules, to be in class on time, said one student, or my ears had basically stopped listening at this point. And the reason was I was too busy thinking to myself, I will never conform in my life. I will be my own person, not what others want me to be. And just as that memory came flooding back, I realized that somewhere in the last six months, the reason I had lost myself in that company I was working at was because I was trying to conform. And this was something I had programmed myself to never do. Now, you're probably wondering, what's the significance of this? Why am I telling you this? And it's this reason. Since I was 11 years old, I programmed my body and my brain to never conform. I was not a conformist and I never would be. I could not allow myself to be shaped into a mold where I would have to adjust my thoughts and my behavior to what society or those around me expected. 
I'm referring to having to sacrifice my values, my beliefs, my own mind in order to be accepted by others. Without realizing it, this is exactly what I had been trying to do in this new job. And when push came to shove, I found my voice and realized I had to take a stand. And this is why I'm telling you this. Know where you're going, even if your destination isn't clear. Looking back now, I realized that every event in my life from that very early moment which forever shape wherever I would end up. And though I would not realize the destination for another 20 years, one thing was for certain. The journey's course had been set. You don't need to have the whole route for your destination planned out. You just need to know what it is you want to achieve. And if you stick to who you are, you listen to your voice, your heart and your values, you'll get there. It will be tough at times and you will even go off track, but that's okay because as long as you know where you want to end up, the destination doesn't need to be crystal clear. I'm Michael Panyara and you're listening to the MindShift Podcast. Remember, you have the potential to be and do anything you want. Stay positive, stay safe, and good luck.